So my sisters and brothers, war has begun again in Israel and Gaza. I hope you're not tired of me beginning each homily with that, but we just need prayer and support for peace in that land. It's ruining this part of the world in a special way, and it's violent, and it's bloody, and it's, it's just, it's beyond measure. So my brothers and sisters, once again, I beg you, make your prayer this week, uh, not to forget, of course, all the other concerns of this world, and there are many, but in a special way, uh, Israel and Gaza. It's a tragedy what's happened there. I talked to Habib, my dear, dear friend, who does all of our trips here. He was crying on the phone the other day, crying. It's just, it's so frustrating, you know what to do. The land is just scourged at this moment. And there is so much pain and suffering, both places. So I beg you, in the name of uh, our beautiful land that we visited so many times, I beg that we find peace. And pray for those people who were there. I mean, so many of them have had these wonderful opportunities to, to welcome tours. They're all gone, canceled. There's nothing, nothing. It's vacant land at the moment. And secondly, we celebrated this week the second anniversary of David A. Ott's death. I hope you remember him. He was our great associate priest here at St. Monica who had a tragic death with pancreatic cancer. And I always remembered this time of year because it's always connected with watching and waiting. And I remember um, him saying to me over and over again, I'm gonna kick this thing right in the, you know what? He believed that. He believed he would beat that disease. And so we waited. And we waited. And then, on the Monday after Thanksgiving, something else happened. He went into critical care and ultimately died at St. John's Hospital. And I've thought about that. It was really a holy waiting, a holy longing for a miracle. That miracle that we both prayed for, that all of us prayed for, for him, didn't happen. But look what's happened since that time here at St. Monica. Look at the flowering of a ministry. Uh, the whole 19th annotation, Father John is uh, done some teaching, I think, in Ignatian spirituality. That was at the core of what he's given to us. The 19th annotation, spiritual direction, how to be a spiritual director, how to live in a world that's messy and struggling, and believing that we're not perfect, 
But somehow, some way, each day, in that examen at the end of the day, looking at the presence of our Lord in all the parts of the day. He taught us that. Ignatius taught us that. So it was a holy longing, a holy waiting, something we had not asked for, but was given to us. And my brothers and sisters, you were extraordinary. You loved him, and you cared for him, and you supported him in this most difficult time. Remember the last Sunday he was here at the 9.30 and preached. Could hardly speak, but your love was there. So I'm so grateful to you. I love you for that. I love you for the care and love and support that you gave to my brother. I hardly knew the man when he came the year before, the 13 months before, 14 months before. But I certainly came to know him. And he was the gift and blessing of our community of faith. Advent. Longing. In the gospel today, Pope Francis, who, by the way, did not go to um, that conference on climate because he, he was too sick. But he's better. And we're holding on. <laughs> holding on to that good man as long as we can. He said this morning... The gospel uses the word watch three times in a very short gospel. Father John read that just a few moments ago. He said, watching for what? What are we watching for? Well, he said the parable that's used is that this, these servants, the servant who loved the master was watching and waiting for his beloved friend. And that's what we should be doing now as we prepare for Christmas. We should be watching and waiting for our beloved friend. Brothers and sisters, you know how wonderful it is when one of your children come home or someone that you love comes back. You embrace them and you love them and you celebrate with them, but you watch for them. That's what we're doing now. And we only have three weeks and one day this year. Three weeks, one day. So it's not too much to ask to watch to wait for our beloved who will once again come to us. And just as we are thrilled when someone returns to us or to our family or to our home, we will do the same Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Yes, we will, right here. And then he added a little element that I just love. He's always got that little extra. He said, 
And I say to you, watch, my brothers and sisters. Watch for opportunities of kindness, of love. Take little moments during these next three weeks in one day and just love someone. Show them a little care. Show them a little concern. Someone who maybe we've kind of brushed off or we don't know or we don't like or we've had an argument with. I've got three or four people I could do that with, I'll tell you. (laughs) Three or four hundred probably. That's your old pastor, I'm sorry. Rebuke that. (laughs) But I hope and pray that you and I will do that this, this Advent. That'd be a good practice, wouldn't it? To await for our beloved. And as we wait, take the opportunity to share that love with someone or some people who we've neglected or we've let go. We've got a great book for you to read. It's about listening. It's about listening. Are we listening? Are we awake? Good for you. So my sisters, my brothers, I love you very much. I hope we have an incredible opportunity to spend these next days together in our journey, awaiting our beloved and sharing our love with all our hearts. What a Christmas we're going to have. Amen. Amen.